What's up? Welcome to another episode of Big Rip Energy. I'm Jordan, joined as always by Kyle. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? Doing pretty good. I'm still on that high from the Chicago Sports Spectacular. Yeah, that was awesome. That was that was far bigger than I was expecting. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's a big show. I wish they did that every month. I'd probably go every month. And plus, you really spoke the whole Skyway thing into existence because it was cold. Yeah, it was and freezing. You're like, Man, it'd be sick if they had a Skyway to get over there. Sure yep. enough, they did. <laughs> also, we so it was a little walk, longer walk, I think, than expected. With a Skyway, I'll take it. But we got in that weird spot where do we go back to the car or keep all of our equipment on us and walk around? We chose to keep our equipment on us. And it turns out now that you're you're basically Popeye. <laughs> yeah, my biceps. So I was walking around with a tripod, and then about halfway through the halfway through, maybe I bought a baseball bat. <laughs> Just like that might have been a tactical mistake. Probably could have been something you could have grabbed on the way out. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Um, so I was just walking around with a tripod and a baseball bat. Arms were pretty sore the next day, but it was a great time. It was. And we'll talk more about it at the end, but we talked to Ryan Bannister, RBI Crew 7. RBI Crew 7. Uh, before we get to that, let's jump to our interview with people we actually saw at the card show uh, from Louisville Sports Cards. Chris had his huge vintage baseball collection out. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of vintage from him and a lot of vintage just across the board yeah. in Chicago. Yep. Um, but had a chance to talk to with all four of them, the entire crew. Um, from what city? From Louisville. 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 We were told how to correctly say it. I, I always used to be, what, a Louisville guy? Yeah. That you I were? feel like that's the kind of normal parlance when it comes to the rest of the country. Say the state that Phil Knight and Nike is in. Oregon. Okay. You're, you're on the right right All side right. of history. I was, I was trying to figure out if there was, a lot a, of there was a Philip joke in no. there. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to stay on my toes. We'll get to some of those with uh, KJ's interview, but let's get to the Louisville crew first. This kid's outrageous. He buying them by the cases. We're now down here in Louisville with Chris and Kristen at Louisville Sports Cards. Guys, thanks for sitting down with us to yeah, talk. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. So we uh, just got in looking at your store. A lot of wax, a lot of singles. Um, really, really great to, to be here. Yeah, we appreciate you making the trip down. So I want to jump in with your backstory. So you're going to be the first couple that we've talked to that own a sports card store. How how long has have you owned the store, and how did it come to be? Like, has this been a years-long thing or something you recently dove into? Uh, we opened the store in 2015. We've been um, full-time show eBay dealer since 05, 06. And we kind of um, advertised regionally. Uh, we traveled all over the country doing shows and kind of got tired of driving to people's houses and meeting, meeting, parking meet, lots. meeting in parking lots. It was nice to have a home base. But mainly in 2015, my local card shop at the time, it had been around for years, closed or was closing. And we kind of saw an opportunity to um, open a shop, but you know, also keep the you know the hobby going you know, in yeah, our community. We, we wanted to have a local card shop still around. And he said, okay. He, he begged me and begged me. And I finally <laughs> said, okay, let's try it out. We didn't really know. know what we were getting into, and it's kind of just spiraled since then. Yeah, there. it's ballooned. The, the hobby's changed a lot since 2015 as well. Yeah, talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit about the last, what, two-ish years since, since the last dance and everything uh, really popping off. What is that? What changes have that has the store gone through since then? Significant. Um, I'd say that, that we had a lot more foot traffic that, that developed after, you know, we could reopen after the pandemic. Absolutely, yeah. But we did have a lot of growth that came on with Garrett too, because at the beginning of the pandemic, we had started a website where we were gonna start uh, breaking. So that brought in a lot of growth. Um, we guess, were very fortunate to have started that when we did. I mean, that was completely just 
by accident, really. Yeah. Um, but in terms of foot traffic since COVID, just the amount of new people, the new collectors come into the hobby. Um, that the fathers and sons that are now in it together. The junk wax that used to be so plentiful and so cheap now all of a sudden is a hot commodity, really popular stuff. And it's really nostalgic, good, good place to start. Um, if you're new to the hobby, it's great to kind of dive back into what you were doing when you were a child and uh, get your feet wet before you jump into some of these High-end boxes. Higher-end, yeah, mm -hmm. real expensive products. Speaking of collecting as a kid, um, did either of you collect as a kid? What did that look like? Oh, I did. I've been collecting my entire life. I probably stopped a little bit during college, but, um, yeah, it's just been going since I, I can remember opening packs when I was 1987, when I was seven years old, going for Raphael Palmeros. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't collect baseball or anything of that nature. Um, I had a friend, and we had what we called the wrestling club, and we used to collect wrestling cards, and so that was – really it for me for a couple of years and then of course after I married Chris he was already starting to sell stuff um, online on eBay and he said you know it's, it's getting to a point where I'm gonna need you to help me um, or I'm gonna have to hire somebody and I said well I'm, I'm willing to learn let's do it and I guess that fueled us starting to collect together mm -hmm. um, and he brought me on and the rest is history so couples that we meet at shows often um, it seems that go one of two ways like pretty strictly is your collection a joint collection or do you have a collection and you have a collection um it's pretty joint she has more non-sports uh turn of the century postcards we collect advertising pieces specifically oh, love that. Uh, um we both do like postcards but we're mostly vintage collectors um just all the big hall of fame you do coin stamps or anything mm. no really nope, no. no just pretty much just pretty much exclusively baseball in my collection. I do have some Jordans and Bill Russells and Chamberlains and stuff, but it's 90% for sure baseball. I would consider it our collection. Okay. <laughs> I said that. Yeah, absolutely. So I was tipped off that you have quite the vintage collection. Um, are there any players that you PC or as long as it's pre-fill in the year, you're into it? Um, I'd say our number one. Uh, PC would be Cobb. Todd Cobb would be okay. number one. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. Babe Ruth, probably two. Gehrig. And Gehrig, yeah. And then Ted Williams. Of, yeah. It's really just so those iconic. dogs. Yeah, those <laughs> iconic names. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this stuff has just blown up in value in the past two years. A lot yeah. of this stuff was a lot more affordable in back years Back when we past. first started, yeah. And we, when we first started buying some of our best pieces now, I mean, they were 10% of really? some of the of current the values. values. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've heard from a few different people, they think the next boom is going to be vintage even more so than it is now as far as what it's worth. Do you think there's another vintage boom coming? I do. I do. I think yeah. th I think it's warranted, really. Um, people think there's a lot of it out there, but there really isn't. Um, every year or so, you hear of some crazy find. I know Heritage had the, um, the Black called? Swamp find. The Black Swamp find mm -hmm. um, of all those caramel cards. Um, so a lot of that stuff's just drying up, and to find it in really nice shape is really difficult. And, well, and a lot more people are holding on to them. It's not being rotated and moved throughout yeah. the industry as much as it was before. You've got your, these core collectors that are coming in that see this as a, an investment, just like with the modern cards, and they're holding on to them, not just because of the names and the players, but because yeah. they are actually pieces of art. Yeah. Years ago, Ten years ago, we used to buy three to five pre-war collections a year. Um, we've had the shop since 2015. I'd say maybe two have walked in the door. Mm -hmm. I mean, cards walk in for sale every day, and it's rarely ever one tobacco card, let alone a collection of them. So. Right. 
So is there is there a specific holy grail card that you guys are looking for, or just kind of opportunistic when when something more opportunistic? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's there's a lot of cards I believe to be really undervalued, and I think they have great long term investment appeal. I, um, the fifty one Bowman Mantle, I think, is undervalued. He believes is undervalued mm -hmm. right now. The f I think considering the maze, it's his true rookie. Yeah, and the fifty one Bowman Maze, I think yeah, it's undervalued. The thirty nine Playball Ted Williams. Um, mm -hmm. there, there's several. But those key Hall of Fame rookie cards are always going to be in demand. It's really interesting. So we haven't really spoken a lot of, of vintage on the show. Are there any current products that your your guys are really into? Um, we always open Allen and Ginner every year together. Okay. That's a fun one. Makes we sense, we yeah. do the mini subsets <laughs> yeah. and yeah. stuff. And we ripped. Uh, oh, we killed we were, some Star Wars. Yeah, we ripped a case of <laughs> yeah Star Wars just on a whim. People were opening in the shop. We're like, this looks cool. And next thing we know, we ripped we about ripped a whole the, case. Yeah, the entire case. And, yeah, and then everyone um, was wanting it. We're like, uh, sorry. <laughs> Ginter's a lot of fun. Just yeah. with all the parallels, the books, the minis, the rip cards. Mm -hmm. It's uh, there's just such variety in it. Yeah, absolutely. About how often will you rip? We don't rip as much. Um, we don't rip that much. We rip much more during baseball season. We're, I'm a baseball guy through and through. So, um, yeah, we, we, Chris was, he's always insightful and, in, you know, thinking about how to, to capitalize on wax and things. Instead of us ripping it, we put it behind, we put it back, put it aside. And so we have a, we have a, a huge, large collection yeah. of modern wax. So I'm going to go back to the, the Ginter stuff. Uh, I recently seen that they have animal cards. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, can, <laughs> big I'm a big animal guy. So can you tell me a little bit more about those? And apparently that I need to collect all of these. I think Tops oh. was just trying to create a set that was something for everyone. So you know, especially with fathers opening um, <clears throat> opening packs and products for their kids. I mean, they have animal cards. There's celebrities. There's baseball players. There's singer songwriters. There's just it's just. Um, well, there's, there's like they're all min miniature subsets. So, like I said, we do the little mini subsets. So we did the dogs, yep. and they're little mini Allen and Ginners, kind of like the size of a tobacco card, and it's all the it's like 32 different dogs. And those are just <laughs> for the pure just enjoyment of collecting. Yeah. I mean, this is value aside. They, 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 I saw the shark set. I think that's the first yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take us through the process of, especially with the boom the last couple of years? I'm sure a lot of people come in wanting to sell their collections. Mm -hmm. um, Daily. How do you go about parsing that out? Are you usually a buyer more often than not? Um, what Kelsey said at Nash Cards, he was like, "My team knows when I hear when I say cool card man that like they <laughs> need to come save me." <laughs> like, you know, when he says cool card man, that's kind of yeah. We it it is a challenge. It happens. It's every day. It's multiple times a day. Sometimes on the weekends, it can be constant. We are um, always buying. But we are um, constantly breaking someone's heart too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all these people that have had their '80s and '90s cards put away for all these years and just expected it and thought it was going to be a great investment, turned out it wasn't. It's that's a struggle to have or to be the bad guy. Or they look on eBay guy. and yeah. they see the unrealistic, the asking price, the yeah. asking price not the going price. Yeah. Um, You're and you probably some of the best voices in the country for this. How often do you get the reprints in? And they see an original comp, and you have to tell oh, them, "Oh gosh, this is a reprint." It, it definitely happens. Um, it actually happened this morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's more we're breaking people's hearts about their about their '80s yeah. and '90s cards mm -hmm. than reprints, but it definitely happens. And rarely is it somebody trying to pull a fast one on us. It's usually somebody who's been duped by someone else, or or they purchased it at a flea market, thinking, yeah. "Oh, I found this is a find," you know. So obviously, you guys kind of 
developed this, the shop in stages. You know, you went from meeting, meeting in parking lots to having the, the physical brick-and-mortar establishment. I'm always curious about, like, having a shop kind of seems like a lot of people's dreams. You are more or less living that out. What are some of the, like, unexpected joys and pains of actually having achieved that reality? Well, we're to the point now we've really, we've probably grown out of this space a year ago. We've already moved shops once. I think it's inevitable we're going to be moving again. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, um, Oh, I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Con I mean, okay, a huge one right now is just finding and sourcing supplies. I mean, all, all this plastic is all, you know, made in China, and it's, uh, we haven't had 55-point top loads in probably a year. Mm -hmm. Can't get bat tubes, can't get oversized top loads. Um and that upsets a lot of our customers, and we have to explain yeah. to them. I would say that, you know, one of the things that you, you just never expected is, you know, how we got broken into, that someone literally cut through our roof. That was a hole in the roof. hole right in right the there. roof and dangled down, <laughs> Italian job style, you know? And it was just like, geez, do we, you, and you just don't want to go home and have that fear of it happening to right. everything that you've worked so hard to do and bring to a community that someone just tears that from you immediately. But there's a lot of joys too, because- But we, we also learn the, I mean, never fun to get robbed but we it could have been worse and we have mm -hmm. we have maximized our security i don't know if there's really nothing else that i could think of we can do other than lasers dogs dogs hiring, <laughs> you know, hiring live -in security. i don't know what else we can hell do. yeah uh, <laughs> live in security <laughs> really yeah, something of that and there's nature. been a lot of break-ins in the hobby this i think is the only time i've seen a hole in the roof uh, the that? FBI detective was in, there was one other one, I believe it was in Arkansas. It was in Arkansas. Um, there's been 20 plus shops, from what I've been told, that have been robbed, burglarized, broken into since about the middle of COVID. Mm -hmm. So, so you actually had the feds come in. Oh, yeah. They did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were just like the suits on TV? Yeah. No, they were, uh, looked like you or me, you never would have Super cool guys. But but the joy of it too is when you get a really large collection in and you find that really cool card that you never even expected that was in there. And you may be able to fulfill somebody's, you know, want list and to be able to call them. We're still here at Louisville Sports Cards with Garrett and Dave. Um, and we're gonna talk some more like breaking and some modern stuff. So first of all, tell us both of your stories with this shop. How, how long you've been here, how you got involved, everything. I'll let Dave go first. Well, I've started the hobby since I was five years old. Um, I worked as a assistant supervisor at a private country club for 21 years in the golf industry and had an opportunity to come into something I love with Chris and Kristen in March of 2018 and been here ever since. Um, I've collected my whole life as well. Um, I had the corporate corporate America job um, was doing breaking part-time and working my full-time job up until April of this year and then decided to uh, quit my daytime job and do do this full-time did you think that there was any point during the, the breaking on the side that you'd actually be able to turn this into something you could do full-time um, I did uh, initially, um, but it definitely took a long way to get from where we started to now. Obviously, COVID has fast-tracked a lot of that, um, but also growing our social media presences. Yeah, you guys do a great job on, on Instagram. I, I mean, that is how, between Andy uh, and the Instagram, is how we, we found you guys. Really Awesome. Thank you. 
before we talk breaks a little bit more, Andy tipped us off about your Jordan collection. Can you uh, can you talk? When did the Jordan collection start? How big is it? Um, Andy said that you would claim that yours isn't as big as his, but he yeah. said yours might be a little bigger. Um, well, the thing about that is Andy doesn't know about Dave's Jordan collection either. So Dave's might actually Dave's might actually be better than mine. Serious heat between the two of you. Um, so my dad collected cards as a kid. And I'm the oldest of three boys. My dad, myself, my two brothers, we would go to card shows together as kids. We would travel to different states. Um, we even got to the point where we had a deal with a wholesale guy where we would, get, we would get wax and supplies at wholesale cost. So I ripped a bunch as a kid. Um, always loved Jordan growing up. And I would say probably 70%, 60 to 70% of my collection of my Jordans are from when I was a kid. So a lot of those are pack pulled that I pulled myself. So it's like me with Pokemon, just yours as it straight up nerd stuff. Like I, mine. I mean, I, I, I am no, I, I don't care. I will admit I'm a little bit of a nerd. Um, I love numbers too. So absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the breaking game. Um, what are, what are some of the, the big, or just cut all this part out. Um, tell us a little bit about the breaking scene here at Louisville sports cars. Uh, so I can I'll touch on breaking as far as Instagram goes. Dave can maybe touch on what gets ripped here in the store. Um, so starting out, we we were doing basically one box breaks and some hit drafts and a lot of personals. And as we've grown, now like tonight we have an Origins PYT case break tonight, um, hitting on all the new releases on Wednesdays and Fridays and um, just growing our clientele from east coast to west coast and even some uh, guys in canada uh, it's fun um, at, right now i do it off-site um, but we're hopefully going to bring that in-house here shortly hopefully in the next year um, but yeah and tell us a little bit about what what are some of the things that you're seeing be ripped here frequently maybe what are some of the your favorite things to rip? Well, a lot of the things I see ripped frequently or mainly, it's it's kind of a combination of all the sports combined. Uh, during the COVID epidemic, you know, there was a lot of people purchasing a lot of wax. You know, they were bored, wanted something to do. Um, but, yeah, I see a really kind of mixed bag as far as what is getting opened in the shop. Uh, I still like to think that right now basketball has cooled off a little bit due to price point. Uh, I still feel like baseball, football is probably our strongest two currently at the moment. Yeah, I think baseball has definitely gone up both in-store and online just because the price point is is lower. Um, and you can hit still hit some good cards. Uh, break. I, mean, I know on release day, I think I did seven cases of Bowman Chrome on release night. I mean, it was... It was fun, but it was honestly tiring. And a lot of people say, oh, you're just breaking cars. Well, actually, it does. I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and say it's a physically exhausting, <laughs> but, I mean. <laughs> also kind of a showman, though. you got to put on a show as you're you doing do. it, too. Yeah, and when you sit for five or six hours at a time, you know, I don't take a break. I, mean, I just, you know, I do have a couple glasses of what they call here in Kentucky brown water. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so a lot of people on Instagram – Seems like a lot of people just in the space in general kind of see themselves as future breakers or just you know trying to break into that. Um, what would you tell to them or any tips for filling breaks? Um, just as someone as 
experienced in the field? You know, it's, it's tough getting into it now, especially with the way allocations are with the uh, main distributors, which could or could or could not be why Fanatics is making a play at it, but that's a different topic. I would say right now, um, just having a variety, mix some baseball in with some basketball, do some football, um, make it cheaper. You know, I'll do breaks as cheap as $25, $30 a spot up to like PYT tonight. The most expensive team were the Jaguars. They were 900. So just have variety because your, your clientele could be all over the place and you want to give everybody the opportunity. What's the biggest hit you've seen ripped in this store? Jason's uh, probably my young. Ooh. What was it? In 2018-19, Luca Lukadonchich rookie year, um, I had actually talked Chris into this. Uh, we were out of a product called Prison Fast Break at the time, and I told him, I said, you know, Chris, I, said, I think we need to get a couple more of those boxes, which he did, and a customer had walked in and purchased one of them off the shelf, and I thought to myself, hey, I wanted some of this, so I purchased the next box off the shelf and proceeded to open it, and it was upside down. I see the one-of-one one Trey Young and turned it over, and it was the one-of-one one Auto Black. What? So, uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And he got it graded. And got it graded. It's, uh, it's, a, B, it's a BGS 9. That's a banger. That's yeah, a the one-of-ones, I mean, you don't really need the gem, but... And, and I did it just for the sake of getting it out there, just so everybody knew, you know, if for future for future sell reference, what it would actually. We had bring. it at the national. Uh, it was at the booth at the national. It got a lot of attention. I, I mean, you know, it was off season, so obviously, you know, we didn't sell it, but or Dave didn't sell it. Are there any products or sports that you think are undervalued right now, or yeah, or players? I don't know a lot about soccer. But I can tell you that this I guy does. soccer is probably undervalued. Just yeah, that's that's actually usually how I frame this question is why why is it soccer? But yeah. I figured I would let you get there organically. This uh, mainly because I can't pronunciate half the people's names. Mbappe. Um, yeah, I, can, I, can, I got I got Mbappe. I got Ronaldo. Pele. I got Messi and Pele. But when I'm getting into a lot of these Eastern European guys, really struggle. I can't even say the American dude's last name. Pulisic. 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 Okay. Pulisic. I think, Careful. Yeah, soccer. <laughs> soccer for sure. Um, just because I feel like it's still relatively new in America, and we're, we're still growing as far as making it into a, a national sport per se, like basketball and football, traditional football. So you're wearing a Kentucky hat there. and It's true. This will, this will release sometime in the next few weeks, so NBA might be rolling a little bit. I'm going all in on SGA this year. Um, what do you, as someone that I assume has watched him quite a bit, mm -hmm. what do you think about him, and do you think I'm crazy for thinking he will lead the NBA in scoring this year? Um, you might be crazy thinking okay. he's the NBA in scoring. <laughs> I think he's a great guard. Uh, he can get to the paint. He's a great free throw shooter, which in the NBA, if you're going to lead the league in scoring, you have to go to the line a lot. Of a lot. Yeah. Um, he's not the greatest shooter, but the kid has drive. Um, we were talking about it before we came on. He was a high three, low four star recruit coming to Kentucky on a team full of five stars, and mm -hmm. he was their best player. Yeah, and so he, he worked hard. Um, I think he's going to have a great year, for sure. But, Dave, do you think there's any players uh, that would be smart to invest in right now? Well, as far as right now goes, as far as investment points are, um, 
That's kind of a yes and no question. It all depends on a person's financial situation. Uh, I've still stuck by the three main guys, uh, LeBron, Jordan, and Brady. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of those cards, depending on inserts and tougher ones, have become at a price point where the average person has a harder time affording it. Um, as far as younger guys, it's, it's very hard to say, like rookies, second-year, third-year guys, because they're so young trying to find their way on the teams. Uh, hard to prospect any players. Um, like I said, I'm not a huge prospector by any means. I kind of like to get a general feel of the first at least couple years unless I just see something totally out of the gate with like the Luka. I saw a lot of people pulling his stuff, cashing it in. I hoarded all the Luka stuff that I pulled. You have a lot of Luka? Still have That's them all. That's because Dave is a hoarder. Uh, I still have them all. Some of that would not come cheap, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, I but, think we both. One, stick. Of one is out there somewhere, right? From 2018. I believe so. Uh, yeah, I believe hasn't so. been pulled yet. Mm -hmm. I think both of us kind of stick to that that goat Mount Rushmore mantra: Jordan, Brady, LeBron, Kobe, and Jeter. Uh, I don't have any LeBrons. He does. I have some Jeters and one Brady, but mostly Jordan. Um, but I, you know, I think when you talk about investing, you stick to those. Now, granted, like Bowman Chrome is a great product where if you nail one of the top prospects and you can gem that card quick, you can make a quick, quick uh, profit. So you mentioned the Fanatics thing a little bit earlier. Yeah. Obviously, that's thrown everything into limbo. What were some of your initial thoughts, and have you had the chance to digest that news a little bit? Um, my initial thoughts were there's a lot of money in this uh, – I don't even call it a, it's not a hobby. It's more of an industry right now. And they'll bring a lot of money into the industry. Um, it's just the unknown factor of what they're going to do with car shops, you know, because their model is, and they've made it perfectly clear, is direct to consumer mm -hmm. and all online, which is a great model. And they've become the multi-billion dollar company. But how are they going to make sure that car shops stay in business because that's what keeps the hobby aspect going. Absolutely. Yep. And one more question before we wrap here. Um, we also do touch on NFTs here. Do either of you have any NBA top shots? Have you even like played with it or considered it? There's some pretty good LeBrons on there. <laughs> I've looked at it. I, I, I haven't bought any. Um, I think it, in my personal opinion, it was a boom during COVID just because nobody's at the game. So they could sell these snippets. But now that you have people at games, however many people could have that same snippet. But I don't understand it either. So <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that's probably for a separate, yeah, separate conversation. Right. But, it, um, but I don't have any. I, I, and we talked about this with Andy, too. I do think the two will coincide. I don't think if, like, if Top Shot does well, I, it, every time Top Shot has boomed, it's booming again right now. It's pretty high. Yeah. And cards seem to go right with it. They yeah. kind of seem to go hand in hand. Um, so I think you'll be able to get collectors on both sides. Yeah, I was looking at, there was a graph I saw on Instagram today. It said that, you know, the sports card market two years ago was about $4 million, and 2027 is projected to be about $65 million. Jeez. So, I mean, you're talking about a lot of growth in eight years. What do you think about also what this one just came into my head? Um, so let's take, like, 2020 NFL Select. A lot of Herbert in there. A lot mm -hmm. of Herbert um, as compared to, like, the – the big Mahomes rookie is his silver prism, which was actually the base out of that set. Right. Um, but the pop count is so low just because they didn't print as much. Do you think that could hurt investments in guys like Herbert or Burrow down the, down the road? I think I, would, I know what Dave's going to say here, but 
Well, I look at it from this perspective. When 2020 Select released, I kind of mentioned this to Chris about, you know, a couple years ago that I said it would be due time that Select would do a retail side. And a lot of people were like, no, you know, that, that can't happen. They've never done this. Well, unfortunately, they did it. And you see a lot of these rookies just pouring out. You know, the production is very high. Um, I do believe that that stunts a lot. Even though that the quarterbacks or whatnot turn out good, you know, you're still having a lot of print run of this stuff. And, you know, the rarer the print, you know, the better it is. But uh, there is still so much of this that's still unopened, you know, to come out yet. I think uh, if there's any advice, it would be for 2020 Select or Prism, stick to the numbered hobby parallels. 100%. Stick to or even the um, no huddle parallels as long as it's numbered and you know the print run on it because then you have the print run you can check the pop reports with PSA Beckett or any other grading company and you know exactly what the market is I, I would not go after base or silvers yeah, I'd stick to those numbered cards for sure alright guys let's take a minute and plug away uh, where can people find you on social media and online uh, so the shop is Louisville Sports Cards Shop so t- double S is there at the end. So Louisville Sports Cards and then shop on the end. Awesome. And if they want to hop in break, same place? LouisvilleSportsCards.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, awesome. sir. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Louisville. 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 Now we say it correctly. And um, a lot of other things that we learned about, not just how to say the word Louisville, but that's a knowledgeable group. Yeah, that definitely. Was, that, I mean, that's four people in the hobby that know what they're talking about. I'd like about. to think that we'd come out of all interviews having learned more than just how to pronounce the city. Yeah, but it's always an added bonus when you can because now we get to go down there, which it's a great city. I, I like hanging out there. Yeah. And now we're going to sound like locals. Well, I feel like there's, <laughs> there's a certain drawl that they have that we just don't. So while we may actually know how to pronounce the city, I highly suspect that we will not sound like, and I quote, locals. I do want to go to the minor league game there, though. Yeah, uh, let's do the it. bats, right? bats, yeah. The bats. Um, and there's a, did you go to the museum? There's like a, a bat museum of some sort, yeah. The bat I bought at the museum's in the office right now. Tyler Flowers. Yep. And oh, no, <laughs> I wish it was Tyler Flowers. It was pretty cool, though. Actually, I went to, I went to Louisville. A month before COVID hit, mm. and it was just pissing rain the entire time. I Sounds was fun. So I like I drove by Churchill Downs. Um, the, the museum was great because it was indoors. Uh, a couple other things, pretty good food. Did you see any any mutters running on the uh, the, tr- yeah, the old mutter track? Was a mutter. <laughs> Actually, there's some like inventor dude that has a house there. I want to say Thomas Edison. Sure. I mean, he is an inventor. I don't, I don't know if that's accurate. Me. But, yeah, their house was there. I went by the house. It was, yeah, it was a good time. When we, when we passed through Springfield, went by Abraham Lincoln's house. One of in a lot of ways in the Midwest. It just looks like a house. <laughs> so I love the, the drive from, you can basically start in Chicago and drive to Wichita, probably be a good destination. You're going to pass 10 of Lincoln's boyhood. Except homes. for we, we claim him here in Indiana, too. Jeez. I don't know exactly right, how. So start but. in Cleveland. Yeah, there you go. And go to Wichita, and you'll pass 10 of his boyhood homes. <laughs> All right, enough nonsense. Uh, <laughs> we, we came up with a segment. We call it $5,000 allowance, give or take. We could workshop the name. Yeah, we'll, we'll circle <laughs> back to that. Um, so basically, the premise is each of us were given $5,000 to spend on card and card-related things um, and how we would spend that money right now. How do you want to do this? You want to go back and forth? I you think want it'd just... be best to 
get it in a in a vacuum. So you do yours, and then I'll do mine. Makes sense. And this is the kind of thing that maybe next time we'll have a production meeting about. Just kidding. That'll obviously never no happen. Meetings. All right. So I split mine up into into wax and singles. Um, I want to start with I spent two hundred nine ninety five on blowoutcards.com. Did we go down to the penny? We did. Yeah, obviously. Um, so that would be I, I bought two MLS Chrome Sapphire uh, hobbies. Chrome or a Chrome Sapphire is about as high end as it gets. Um, and MLS, I'm telling you, like the starting center forward on the U.S. men's national team coming into the World Cup next uh, winter is going to be in this MLS Chrome box. Um, I don't know who it is. Fingers crossed is Ricardo Pepe. Um, but I want to have some of that wax sealed. Um, it's two hundred nine ninety five right now. They have two left on, on the website. I want to, I mean, I'm not going to have those, obviously, but it would be great to have those and just have them sitting until next winter and just see what happens. Um, and then I spent $995.99 on two UEFA Champions League Chrome Sapphires. Same concept. Um, we've discussed this on the show at length. This is a transcendent rookie class. Um, this is the rookie class that is launching the soccer hobby into the stratosphere. Um, Chrome, I had a chance to buy one of these boxes at the at the Wisconsin Dell shows for $300. Considering you can now get it for a thousand, that Jimbo. was probably that was a not a, not a great call in passing that one up. I want I have two of those. All right, let's jump into singles, and this actually ties into the show a little bit. I bought a um, red and white or blue and white. Blue and red wave Mbappe at the show. Um, our buddy Ryan gave me gave me a killer deal on it, so I now have that and the Hyper Prism. I am buying the Laser Prism in a PSA nine. Uh, you can get it on eBay right now, uh, seventeen sixty five. That would very much complete you know the what? set. Uh, uh, PSA nine. Okay. Uh, I spent three thirty five ninety eight shipped on a PSA ten Mason Greenwood uh, Panini Chronicles Contender Rookie Ticket Card. Um, he is, I mean, he's my, he's my guy. This is a guy that like, I just don't understand why the hobby is sleeping on him possibly because he was a rookie prior to this rookie class. Um, and there's not like a, a ton of great options, but he is like, he is going to be a world superstar. Give me that rookie in, in a 10. All right, let's move to Italy. Dusan Vlajevic. Um, Chronicles rookie, rookie ticket. There's two of them raw that you can get for three Oh six ninety eight. If those come back tens, I mean that is some serious cash. Um, so I'm I'm buying those two at what like 153 45 each, and I'm sending them straight to SGC, hashtag normalize SGC. Um, and then I have two more. 169.99. I'm getting a PSA 10 Tops Chrome Bundesliga Kai Havertz rookie. Love that, love that guy. He's gonna play another huge role in the World Cup. And let's be honest, if he's at Chelsea, he's going to be in the mix at the at basically every Champions League business end. Big Kai Havertz guy, and that is a um, a premium rookie card for him. And so I ended up with ten seventeen left. There is a Yosef uh, Demir, Keita Balde, and Gavi rookie card, uh, like trot, triple rookie card uh, from Topps Chrome. They're asking fourteen. I figured I would. They'll take 11. 11 take, take, 10. Take, 10, take 10, 17. So that's how I'm finishing up. Down to the penny, how I would spend my five grand. Mine is not down to the penny. It is four, just kind of neat and tidy. Well, and some of us care about our audience a little <laughs> bit more. Five grand-ish. Actually, I think you'd come in a little under. Um, but I, I, everything I'm buying, I think you're 
you're buying pretty much at the basement and do well. I, I do have wax in there. It's what we talked about last time, and you'll be happy to hear. Um, and that was talking soccer. It's more soccer. 2020, the Topps Chrome Hobby, it's like 450 That should be $1,000 yeah. in a year. Um, and then three singles. So I, I kind of went on a buying spree after talking to our guy Ryan with RBI Crew. Just a little bit. Deshaun Watson. The literal next booth that we came to. You hammered Deshaun got, Watson. Yeah, and we'll talk about it um, after we wrap when we talk about the show a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think buying his hollow prism rated rookie in a PSA 10, get it for 300 bucks right now. I that's mean, a no-brainer. No-brainer. And then the other two were baseball. You can get a Juan Soto first Bowman auto and a PSA nine for twenty seven ninety nine. Is that is that the top thing on your hit list right now? Yes, I do want a ten though. Oh yeah, and I, mean, I and I want numbered. So now we're talking stupid money. But just to get my hands on one, I mean that's twenty seven ninety nine is that's in a PSA nine. That's almost a no brainer. And then lastly, a Fernando Tatis Junior PSA ten tops Chrome rookie auto. PSA 10, you can get for 1500 That's a very so, surprising. That's I mean, it is grand. that time of year. Like, this is the, the time of year that you can get baseball low. That and a nine is what I I traded. Um, was it Sophie Slabs and her guy's booth? Uh, I traded a Burrow Auto mm. for it. Nice. Which I, I almost ended up with Burrow Autos again. I I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about deals, almost deals, and uh, seemingly like drug deals at the Chicago for Spectacular. Sure, yeah. But, uh what, you want to do a few lines before we get that and then get to KJ? Yeah, I just have one teaser. All right, you so. You have one teaser? Okay, I, good, because uh, so, I'll come up with mine as you're <laughs> talking about yours. It's teaser season. Everyone knows that. Um, I went with a six-point teaser. It does hit a little close to home, but Ohio State is minus eight against Michigan. Like, I'm as big of a Michigan fan as it gets, but let's be serious If you're making now. that line, what would you have made it? Uh, I was thinking 15. I was thinking like 17 and a half. Yeah. Something around there. So we'll tease uh, Ohio State from minus eight down to minus two. I see literal zero worlds. Could play this game a thousand times. I see zero worlds where we <laughs> keep it closer than two. Um, <laughs> Georgia, Georgia Tech. I'm teasing from minus 35 down to minus 29. Like you guys just put it on Georgia Tech. It could have been much And no worse. offense, but Georgia is significantly better than you guys. Like Georgia Tech, there is... There was no chance they were going to score in that game. How are they going to get a first down against Georgia? They likely won't. Um, and twenty, like that's four, that's a little over four touchdowns. They What's are. What's the line? Uh, Thirty-five. Yeah, that's that's, that's hashtag hammer season. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, I think it's on Friday. Um, I, Iowa is plus three and a half at Nebraska. I don't think Iowa's very good, but I think Nebraska's much much worse. So tease that up to plus nine and a half. There, there is no way that Nebraska beats Iowa by 10 points. No, no way. No, no possible way. So anyway, teaser season. I, I have a Thanksgiving parlay. Oh, I should have gone this direction. Oh, um, should have done something Thanksgiving themed. I, I, I would love to put all three Thanksgiving games in. There's no chance I'm touching Bears Lions. Absolutely none. <laughs> Two nightmare of Two a team. Very bad. Teams. You think they get their first win on, on Thanksgiving against the Red Rocket? I mean, they might. They're, it's as good opportunities they're going to have. I mean, the Bears just lost to some dude named Snoop at quarterback. I, Snoop? Yeah. Sure. Do you know who just played quarterback for the Ravens? Oh, I just heard it this morning, but I know I, I don't. His nickname's Snoop. So um, they just lost. And I will go with a two team. Honestly, like, it's not as fun for the segment 
if you want just a sure thing, take the Bills to cover four and a half against the Saints. They are it's it's put up or shut up time for the Bills. Like either they're a good team or they're not. And they gotta be pissed off come I'm have to be I believe off. heavily in the pissed off from last week, they're gonna cover this week. And primetime Thanksgiving. Yeah. And the Saints are terrible. Trevor Simeon. That's all yeah. literally they're, that's all you need to know. They're bad. Um, Kamara might be back, might not. I don't, I don't know that that affects anything. I'm not anything. sure if, as long as Trevor Simeon's taking the snaps, I'm not sure it really matters. Um, question. Yeah. I'm gonna, before you jump to the next thing, what if we get a report an hour before game time that tells us it's Taysom time? How does that affect things? It does not affect <laughs> things. <laughs> it's the same. So we're going Cowboys, Bills, money lines. Um, Cowboys are playing the Raiders. Two, two team parlay. It's plus one Oh three. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean the Cowboys should Cowboys be pissed are off too. Cowboys coming off a loss, um, I don't, but if you just want to take the Bills, I couldn't fault you. Even the Bills money line at minus one ninety five. I should really like both of those. Yeah, actually, and while we're doing this, we're we're gonna look at a live parlay here, a same game parlay. If you just take the Bills, because Josh, I think it's time for Josh Allen to play well too. The Bills money line. We'll do. We'll even do your race to ten points that you love so much. Love it, and we will do um, Josh Allen over one hundred and ninety nine yards. Yeah, yeah that's like, a that's a gimme. You're getting like plus one sixty. Yeah, I mean he surely averages significantly more than that per game. Yeah, definitely. And they can't run the ball. So there's that. Speaking of football, KJ Wallace. So he uh, we've been teasing this for a couple quite weeks. a while. It seems like he. Uh, he came into the studio and we talked NFTs. Um, I think he thought, "Who are these two goofy dudes?" But and understandably so. Well, I mean, we just we basically sat down and we're like, other than talking NFTs, which we did, we said like, "How cool is it just to be a Notre Dame football player?" Yeah, because that's just like something, so, something yeah. most of us will never know the answer to. Yeah. yeah, and he talked about the leprechaun dropping um, Lucky Charms. Yeah, it was cereal in the end zone. Which, I mean, we thought he meant he was like dropping his nuts in the yeah. end zone, but it was cereal. Um, Fortunately for everyone. <laughs> and we talked about his podcast, the In the Garage podcast, which he has with some other Notre Dame football players. So uh, it was a good time. So if you want to learn more about NFTs, what, what what all NFTs we talked about? We talked about um, CryptoPunks, Bored Apes, Bubblegum Kids, which are starting to pop, by the way. Um, Top Shot. Top Shot, of course. And he has a very interesting theory about why all basically all NFTs are animal-themed, yep. which I thought was really interesting. How have you not started an animal-themed NFT? <laughs> Because I don't, I don't know how. That's There's no old the, copies. Yeah, La- uh, can't be lazy. It'd have to be like hit. You should do something. Aren't they really hard to spot in the wild? Mm-hmm. Do something about like hidden, hidden, and like oh, I like that. Uh, TM, yeah, trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Here's KJ Wallace. This kid's outrageous. He buying them by the cases. And now we welcome our first student athlete that we're going to have on the show, KJ Wallace, Notre Dame defensive back. How you doing, KJ? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm on here. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, we're looking forward to this. Um, I'll let you choose. Do you want to start on the football side or the NFT side? Let's start football. All right. Let's start football. I have some specific cornerback questions. Before we get to those, let's start with, like, how awesome is it to just be a Notre Dame football player? Like, you're a major D1 athlete that not many people period can say that especially for their college experience like it just has to be different is it pretty cool it's cool i mean um there's a lot of things that come with it you know what i'm saying there's a lot of responsibility there's a lot of things you got to do but i think overall it's one of the best experiences and i think it's something every high school kid who has the ability or has the want to or drive should definitely 
strive to do. You know what I'm saying? At what point in your life did you know, like, I'm good at this. I, I'll be able to play at a big program. You, uh, I see you like kind of smirking. You can be cocky. You can tell us when it was. Nah, it's just, it's just kind of, it's kind of strange. Like, um, when I was six or seven, my like early childhood friends, we went up to our parents after um a football game. We were like, we want to play college football. And at the time, we wanted to play for um I think it was Florida. Like that was the school. I was like, I want to go to Florida. And I'm six or seven, or whatever. I played NCA and stuff like that on Xbox or whatever. But I think like in that moment, like I just kind of. I don't know. It just kind of manifested a path and like, it just kind of kept playing, kept playing, kept working. And eventually it happened, you know, God willing. So I think that was kind of like the moment yeah. where everything kind of started. Is that like the Tebow team? Are you young enough to have been inspired yeah, as a child yeah, by Tim like, Tebow? No, That's I think Tebow was 08. Okay, so good. He, but I mean, Florida, I think, um, I'm not sure why it was Florida. My, 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 my dad's from Florida. He was Chris Leak. Or is that too far? That might be too far. <laughs> Why are we underrated? That might be too far. Might be too far. That might be too far. <laughs> but my posse's from Florida. Um, he was an FSU fan, but I was just, I don't know. I played with Florida in NCAA when I was little. So the Gator Chomp's pretty cool. I'll give you yeah, that. That's yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Ben Hill, that's what it was. So can you walk around campus and, like, are you mobbed everywhere you go? Like, I, I've, I've never been uh, a, a high-level <laughs> college athlete. Okay, like, okay. do you have it's, more it's or less anonymity? definitely the, the wrong perception. Like, <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely a regular student when I walk around campus. I have regular student friends. Um, I think that's the best part about Notre Dame, too. Like, I feel like it's easy to assimilate to the regular student body, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you're walking around sc school and people are like, oh, you're All right, so maybe not the students. How about goofy white Midwestern dad in his 40s with New Balances on? Is he is he asking for pictures and autographs um, and such? After the game, and <laughs> honestly, I mean, I wouldn't. Say like walking around Eddie Street Commons. Nah. Are you are nah. you're able to like go to Chipotle and everything and not be bothered? Yeah, go to no, Brothers? No, 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 yeah, no, okay. Definitely not, no. Okay. And I, I think – um. After the game, like you, you catch them, but it's I think that's more of the experience idea. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying they want to get the experience, and their kids are saying it's yeah. It's like all right, yeah, but yeah, no, definitely okay. not. It's definitely not like that. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, recruiting is kind of this this wild thing. At least that's kind of the na the national narrative. Uh, what was recruiting like for you? Do you have any particular fun stories? Uh, a program pulling out all the stops for you. Um, for me, recruiting was hectic. Um, but I just kind of decided decided to shut it down early, like my junior year. I just want to be done with it and just kind of, um, just kind of play my junior senior season. Um, recruiting for me started in eighth grade. I st I got like my first um, D one offer from Vanderbilt going into my ninth grade year of high school. So like this summer eighth going into ninth, and um, that was kind of surreal for me. That was kind of crazy. I can imagine, Kyle. You have any any offers coming out of eighth grade? <laughs> no, and even like looking at your at your rivals too, and the schools that you ended up. Um, considering I'm you're very smart, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. You can say it. Yeah. Cause it was, you had all these schools and then you you really considered like the schools that are high end academically. It's like, this dude is so much smarter than you and I. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say that. I just think, um, I understand that football is a temporary thing. And I yep. feel like, you know, your education and the people, you know, and the connections you make, that's going to last forever. So Did you get the, of, it's a 40 year decision, yeah, not a four year. That definitely yeah. Sold yeah. Me. Um, yeah, I just I just know at some point, whether it's in college or the NFL or, you know, saying just anywhere down the line, like it's going to end and it's really like what you're doing after it. So that was kind of I saw mind. Central Michigan was on your list. Did, did you get to Mount Pleasant? And if so, how did you say no to that <laughs> metropolis? I definitely never got to Mount Pleasant. Um, I didn't really I didn't really, really think of it much. But I mean, I know Central Michigan was definitely um, I think we want to say my second offer. 
So I mean, I was I was definitely thankful, but I didn't think I didn't really didn't think too much about Central Michigan. Kind of a cute <laughs> offer. <laughs> no, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really think too much about it. I saw you played for Will Muschamp's brother in high school. What yeah. was that like? Uh, Coach Muschamp, um, he was fired up. Like if you've seen videos of Will Muschamp like yelling and like you know what I'm saying doing whatever he does on the, the sideline, same person. It's the exact same person. That's awesome. Probably worse, but um, I love Coach Muschamp. Like if you ever hear this, shout out to him. But I mean, um, he he definitely um. He cares about his players. You can tell Will Muschamp does the same. And I think, um, yeah, like I would, I honestly, honestly, if you know Will Muschamp and you know how good of a person he is, Mike is the same way. Mike Muschamp is the same way. So shout out to him. So before we get to some more on the field type questions, what has NIL been like? NIL has been a blessing. How big was it to you? Like you, you all knew it was coming. Um, like, did you have the dollar signs matched up to what players thought they were going to be? Um, has it been more work than you thought it'd be? Like, just take us through that. Um, so NIL, um, for me, obviously, you know, being able to start the podcast with my friends, um, inside the garage, I think that was, I think the NIL thing really, you know what I'm saying? Set it off or whatever. And I feel like if we didn't have NIL, it wouldn't have been as big as it, it wouldn't be as big as it is now. Um, as far as the dollar signs and things like that, um, I'm not going to go too in specifics into my situation, but I know there are people around the, um, and like we're looking at Spencer Rattler right now on the TV, yep. like p- guys like him, like you know he's, he's making you know substantial amount of money. Yep. Who knows what it is, but he's making substantial amount of money off of it. And you know, I think this is it's good. It's good for uh, a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, what I'm saying maybe their families are need help or 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 just some chunk change to walk mm-hmm. around with. I mean, either way, I don't think it's it was know, long overdue. Yeah, yeah long, long overdue. overdue. I really think it was long overdue, and um, I still think I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm happy with what's going on, but I still think there's there's more to be done. Really. Okay. But Do you want to expand on that? I just feel like um, actually I don't. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> you want to keep it yeah, to yourself? Yeah, no comment. Yeah, yeah, okay, no comment. Okay. Actually, I don't. I'm All gonna right. just keep that. And away. it's it's coming. Like <laughs> it surely is. there are forces in the space that that want to drive this forward. Yeah. So I know we have a couple DB specific questions. Oh yeah. I want to. I'll start off with first. Given the choice, an interception or to really jack someone up, which are you picking? Interception every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's not even a. That's not. A, that's not even a hard one for me. All right. I, yeah. I have a question that I didn't have down. I want to come in now. Is the targeting rule as frustrating to players as it is to fans? I know you don't. I'm not sure how the fans feel about it though. How did it? Fans hate it. We hate it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. the worst rule ever. Like it's, it's just so, so confusing. Yeah, it's confusing. You don't know what is targeting, what isn't targeting. Kicking a kid out. What I've noticed about it too is a lot of the targeting rules are like based off momentum in the game. Like I've realized, yeah. Um, we can even take Kyle. Kyle's. I was going to bring rule. that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kyle's targeting or almost targeting call against um Purdue this year. I think we were we were gaining momentum in the game. We were beating them. I think we were up 27-13 at that point, and then he hit he hit the dude. But it it wasn't the fact. The reason he was so hurt wasn't the fact that Kyle hit him is because he hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And I think people like to say that's targeting or oh, that's that's a BS hit. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. But, like, it wasn't that hard of a hit. It's just – but when you look at it on the field, it, when you look at it in, in fast motion, in real-life motion, you think, oh, that was vicious. But when you look at the replay, you're like, he just touched him on his shoulder. He hit the ground. So um, it's definitely frustrating for us, I feel like. But um, – I can see I can see the ruling behind it, but at the end of the day, it's it's, it's really the way I've seen it played out and the way I've seen it called out in games is really mo- based off momentum. A lot of times, I feel like. 
Now, in-house, like, within the team, is that something – will Coach Freeman ever say anything about, like, guys, keep your head up? Will he mention anything about target specific? Or is it – you guys pretty much know at this point what the refs are looking for? Uh, It's never we, – we obviously know what the refs are looking for, but, you know, football's a reactionary game. We're just – we're moving out there. We're going 100 miles per hour. So, no one ever – I don't think anyone ever intentionally wants to do that to people. But, you know what I'm saying, it happens. Bang, bang, play. Um, as far as Coach Freeman, he definitely – preaches to us, you know what I'm saying, use our shoulders, things like that, like keep our head out of it. Um, and we work those things in practice too. So I feel like um, we do a good job of, of teaching it. It's just, you know, stuff happens sometimes in the game. So my two DB-related questions. First of all, I know so like Coach Saban teaches one thing. I'm not sure what Coach Freeman or Coach Kelly teach. You are trailing a receiver, say on a go route. All right. Very often DBs don't look for the ball. Like, turn around, you have an e- easy interception. Saban teaches not to look for the ball. He teaches just get an arm up and rip through the receiver. Play through the hands. Um, where do you stand on that? I, As the idiot fans that we are, we'll look at it and be like, dude, find the ball, just pick it off. I know it's not that easy Easier, in real life. So which, done, one, yeah. which one do you usually lean toward? Um, it depends. I mean, if I know I have time and space, I, I would rather have to catch up to the receiver and then find the ball. Mm-hmm. But – if it's a if we're inside the twenty or something like that, I know it's going to be a quick route, quick throw. I'm more just playing the hands, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's just um, it's more of a field thing. Like especially if you're if you're beat and there, you kind of have a sense of they're throwing the ball, yep. like and you see the receiver's eyes, like you just want to run and get get in position. You're mm-hmm. more worried about getting in position than than finding the ball because if you turn too early for the ball, he caught it, and now yeah. he's running with the ball. So it's just kind of like one of those field things, but. I definitely understand it because of the, the, the flags and the PIs. Yeah, like, yeah. they love to call that stuff. So, it's just you got to be real careful about it for real. That's honestly it. So, probably my biggest question. I know there's some other podcasts that will ask the pro DBs this. When do you kind of hash out when it's appropriate to give the incomplete signal as a celebration? You see so many DBs when a receiver just drops uh, it or it's a bad throw <laughs> and they're going incompletion. I won't call out any of the pros that maybe do it like Josh Norman, but there's plenty of DBs. Where it's incomplete. For you personally, do you have to have a role in the incompletion to give us the incomplete? I would say if I have tight coverage mm-hmm. and it's a bad ball, I'm still throwing up the incomplete. Okay. But because then coverage played a role. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? But um, but if you're if you're cooked and they just drop it. No. no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that, but. I don't know. Some other DBs do that. I didn't know, I didn't know Josh Norman did that. Yeah. I, I think he was one that comes up and some other guys. But, uh, uh, yeah. you. I, I'm going to flip my computer around. Bring up what you found today. We, we need some kind of explanation. Have you seen your bio on Notre Dame? Yeah. There's a random white dude at the bottom of your page. We have no idea who he is or why he's there. <laughs> you should, we're going to do the video. If you can see his All face right. right now. Do you know who this is? Is that Photoshop? What is that? No, that, I don't know. <laughs> pull it. I mean, when we're done, pull it up on your phone. That dude. It was at is the office. A, is that an ad? What is that? No, <laughs> we have no idea. No, I, I got it here too. <laughs> Whoops. We have no. Yeah, they need, put some. I need to contact somebody. Yeah, they put some <laughs> random baseball player on the bottom. <laughs> Bald dude. Yeah. I, I've, I've never. Last time I looked up uh, that bio was probably like two years ago for, for good oh, reason for some that. fellow that looks like a gritty center center fielder <laughs> Steals a lot of bags he looks like <laughs> is he a coach uh maybe 
That's definitely a coach. That's a coach? I don't know, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, if I, he's not a coach, hot seat this guy. Yeah. Before we move on from signals, I, I have a signal question I want to ask. Every time you see a fumble, there's obviously the dog pile, and then there's the guys standing around the outside vociferously waving <laughs> whichever given direction that they're yeah. going. Yeah. Are you a in the dog pile, or are you a, a signal giver? No no it's judgment either way. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on where I was when the ball's on the ground. If I see it on the ground, I'm going to be there in the pile, but... More than likely playing DB, you're more probably away from Natty. So you're definitely playing. Yeah, I think I, I think the, the harder you point, the more likely it is that you will get the call. And this is more of a D lineman linebacker thing. Another pet, we're just dropping pet peeves on you. Another <laughs> pet peeve of mine on the defensive <laughs> side is third and short, right. get a stop, and we're doing this rather than this. Guys are getting better at it, but technically it's fourth down. It's not going the other way. And honestly, I see yeah, this more in the NFL. We see more college. like, oh, we're about to punt it. Okay. Like All right. And you're a massive yeah. nerd. I think that's what I'm hearing. I here. see what you're saying. Yeah. Though. yeah. But there are people do this. People do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's, be, it's becoming more mainstream. This yeah. People are starting a little bit, but it's more yeah. of a D lineman thing. Does that, that bother you? That's your pet peeve? <laughs> yeah. For real? Well, that's I have OCD. I have also like the smallest things. Out of all the things that could be a pet peeve, that's your pet peeve. That and the targeting rule. Okay, I got you. Yeah, those two things. Dude, it's fourth down. It's not, you know. We don't have a lot going on in Saturdays. Clearly. All right, let's go with, let's transition to NFTs. So that's why KJ came on. Obviously, a very smart very smart kid, much smarter than either of us. So I'm sure you'll pick up on the NFT stuff quicker than we will. But we can give you kind of a crash course on some of the NFT stuff. Um, let's see, like, what are a couple of the NFT projects that you were already aware of before today? Mm, before today, definitely CryptoPunks, just because that's one of the first ones. Um, I'm really, I think, I think one of the more positive ones is Dino Monks, and more, I wouldn't say positive, but like. Um, something you can use okay you know dynamux like the communities like um all the proceeds that go from from buying them they go into like uh mental health um institutions and things like that um i I wouldn't say institutions but like programs Mm -hmm. and things like that to help people out and um there's also they got the discord chat so you know they have like professionals in there to help people out like that todd Gurley is a part of that community okay um Dino, I said Dino Mugs, CryptoPunks, and I, I mean, obviously, we all know about Beeple and it's yeah. 5,000 days. I, I think that was really, really cool, really important, I think. What I like about, I like the NFTs that tie utility to them, too. So if yeah, and that's that's what, I'm, that's what I have a hard time understanding, too, because it's like... Um, Something like CryptoPunks that has no utility? No utility yeah. to it. And I'm, like, trying to figure out where the value's coming from. You I know think what I'm CryptoPunks, I, I honestly think it's just, like... It's just flexing on people. Honestly. Yeah, it was. It's kind it. of the first like real big status symbol in. And a lot of these yeah. people that have crypto punks, well, at least they've been selling lately, but they were buying them at low low cost, and now they're worth you know seven figures. They can flex on people and be like, yeah. "Hey, they didn't spend seven figures to get yeah. it." But yeah. I saw one today. Well, that's because the floor price, the floor price of it just. And I think on OpenSea, yeah. they're not even on there. I think you have to like even broker them privately now. I mean, that, that, that floor, like you said, would definitely be seven figures. So here was a tweet from six hours ago. Board 8, 5,199 sold this morning for $1.58 million. The seller bought it on May 14th for $19,000. That's a come be, up. Would be pretty nice. That's a, <laughs> that's a come that's up. A come that's up. exactly what that's that is. That's a come up. Wow. It's uh, in a couple that I wanted to talk to you about. So um, we have someone here who's a big NFT guy, like much bigger even than us. He says the next big one 
is the um, what was it? The Lazy Lions people did it. It was uh, Bubble Bubble Gum Kids. Bubble Gum Kids. Bubble, Bubble Gum, Gum Kids. Kids. He was showing us yesterday. So Lazy Lions is another big one. Um, we're gonna get into why why animals seem to be so big. But the Bubble Gum Kids are, are real cool. I'll, I'll show one to you. Are they you. real cool? I like them. I, I bought one from him yesterday, and uh, they're not cool. Um, few few hundred dollars. Okay. Few hundred dollars, I think, is the floor right now, like three hundred bucks. That. Hold on to that. And then it's and then it, like, of course, gas price is always going to be, you know, whatever. It, on the it, the thanks a lot, Biden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Should pay with ETH. I mean. <laughs> What's funny is um, when I was first when I was first kind of getting into the crypto space and. I was trying to learn with okay, see, that's yeah. cool. I was trying to um, figure out someone was someone who was explaining to me was talking about the gas price. I'm like, gas price, yeah, gas like gas for what? like literally like, fuel is yeah. what, yeah, I know. people, I, yeah. I, I, I caught on to it. I'm like, he's like, you got to pay the gas price. I'm like, what gas? Like, there's no gas. It's on my. <laughs> yeah. so I'm trying to figure it out, but and that's just like kind of hints at like all the how new it is. Um, I mean, your age, your yeah. teammates, how many? Or how how common is it for someone to have a crypto wallet? A lot of people like to say, "Oh, I bought Bitcoin." So I mean, technically, they have but, wallets, but like, but not re- like not really it's, active. It's not right? like people. I think a lot of people just don't want to miss out on opportunity. Yeah. So FOMO. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So they're gonna buy into they're gonna buy into Bitcoin, buy into Ethereum because it's two big names. But like, they don't really take the time out to understand why you're buying that, or or. Even in NFTs, for example, because I think some people, if they really understood what, what was going on in the NFT space, like they, they would put money into that yep. instead of Ethereum or Bitcoin. Yep. I'm not saying don't put money in Ethereum or Bitcoin. I'm just saying it's easier to get into. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Do you have any NFTs yet? None yet. You're about to. So I'm going to <laughs> gift you a John Morant moment. I, I want to talk Top Shot for you a little bit. So this yeah, is what M- got NBA us, Top Shot got us yeah, to yeah. NFTs. So Top Shot, it'd be similar to like a card, you know, like sports cards or whatever. Yeah. But this is a moment. So I can, we may have to cut this. It's not great radio, but here's the moment I'm gifting to you. So it's John Morant. Appreciate it, man. And it will pop up eventually. Here we go. So it's a video moment Uh, rather than a still card. On your Hawks. Sorry about that. And then how they do rarity is there's 7,500 of these full stop period. There are no more. And... What's nice about that is like in the physical card, we love physical cards too, obviously big cards guy. Um, But you can have duplicates. You don't know if the card's real. Like this is all on the blockchain. Nothing can be, you know, there's no funny business. You know exactly what you're getting. No rubbish. Yeah. So we are going to, do you have your top shot name? Uh, Yeah. It should be cage. We'll do it afterwards because I don't want to send it to the wrong person. That's facts. But we'll do it. And then we'll put it on social media, the whole gifting thing. You have a card revealed to do. But it's um so basically it's moments and there were people that got in early and they were buying legendary packs for I think like a hundred bucks. And at that time you could get back in line. Some of these legendary moments are hundred thousand dollars now. I mean what would be some of the moments though? Um I mean we can so they just released Run It Backpacks today, which was the first time or the second time they did older stuff. So Allen Iverson has his first moment. Whatever really? that costs, I'm going to get that they one. Got the, they yeah. need to step over on that. Who's your favorite player? My favorite player? Yep. Current player. Currently? I'm yep. a LeBron fan. LeBron. Okay. LeBron has – I'm going to show you my favorite LeBron moment. Um, at its height, it was – I want to say two or two or three thousand dollars. I think it's down to a few hundred. Oh, 
So here's my favorite LeBron moment. And we'll be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny, though. And we're back. KJ watched that moment. So it's, yeah, it's down to 292. Um, and there's 15,000 of those minted. But if you're, if you're wanting to get into the LeBron game, that's an expensive game yeah, to play. In is, NFTs. Yeah, I can already, I can yeah. imagine. He has, uh, I mean, he has like some quarter million dollar moments. So who's owning these? Or is it the players or? The so this is built on a uh, flow, which is, you know, on the blockchain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dapper Labs owns yeah. it. And they have a deal. What makes what makes Top Shot kind of stand out from everybody else is they have a deal with the NBA. They have a deal right. with the NBA PA. So they're kind of all inclusive. They also just struck a deal with the NFL. So the NFL for this is coming. And it's the same people that have top five. shot. Pete Mahomes definitely need that. You a Pat Mahomes guy? No, I just know that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. It's good to be a guy, yeah. yeah. Who, so do you have any NFL players that you, like, put your game after? I put my game yeah. after? Um, I definitely, since I'm a smaller guy, I like to say, I like to say Tyron Matthew. I like to say yeah. slot, slot, slot corners. I, I, like, watch their game. A lot of safeties. Uh, Winfield, Anton Winfield. Yep. Uh, so I think Junior. Because yeah. we're old enough to remember his dad too. That was pretty oh, yeah, good. My yeah. Bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so say next level. You see yourself more as a safety, or you like to be like a nickelback. Anything. Because I think you project pretty well to a nickelback. Yeah. You know, you'd be yeah. physical slot corner. Yeah. 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 Um, Honey Badger's not a bad one. To are you too young to remember Bob Sanders? He was a Colt. Nah, that dude I, come I remember up and he used to pull people. people down by his, their car, horse collar. That's what I remember. <laughs> That's cold-blooded. That's what I remember. I don't know why. What? So ask him your question about maybe his theory on animals and why they're All right, so, so we got uh, Bored Apes, the, what is the Panda, Panda Dynasty. Panda Dynasty, Lazy, Lazy Lions. Lions. It appears that the NFT world is just straight up stuck on the whole animal thing. Yeah. How do you think that, like, how did we get here? I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm a big animal guy. But I it still think, seems weird. I think this is coming from Nintendo dogs. You remember, like, the cats, Nintendo dogs, Nintendo He might be too cats. old for that. Y'all might be too old, but... <laughs> y'all might... Let's clip that. Y'all yeah. might be too <laughs> old. Y'all might, might be too old for that, but I remember um, I was probably five, six... I see what had, you're talking about. That's DS, very cute yeah, dog. On the DS, we had, like, the virtual um, dogs, virtual cats, and, like, you took pair of... It's kind of like y'all age, y'all's version of a... Uh, what is it called? Sims, Ichiwam, Pokemon, Ichiyami. Oh, Yamagata. Oh, Yamagata. No, I know what he's talking about. I don't know what he. I don't know where I know exactly what he's talking about. Tamagotchi. 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 Yeah. So it was basically y'all's version of that, but we had that on a DS, and it was like virtual. And I think that's what I'm, our game I'm is looking from. at it now. That, I think that's what our game is for. That's a pretty good because you take you kind of take care of it. You do whatever you do with it. I mean, you like treat it as your pet. I'm pretty sold on that explanation. Get emotional attachment to it. So yeah. if you started an NFT line and it had to be animal themed. What animal are you going with? Um, that's a good question. Do you have a favorite animal? I can't say. If you were to s- distill your essence down into an animal, what would <laughs> it be? Good question. You were to distill your essence. like birds. Birds? birds. All right. I don't think, I don't know if there is anything, at least mainstream like birds, birds yet. Like a cardinal. Yeah, there you go. Or like cool, cool looking Pelican birds. Like a raven. A raven. Hell yeah. yeah. That bird. You know, something like that. Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. That yeah. might be cool. And so you're going to have a top shot. 
do you think you're going to get further into the NFT game? Or are you still going to lay back and maybe let oh, prices I'm definitely, settle? I'm really close to, yeah. I'm really, really why I haven't gotten an NFT right now is because I've been doing a lot of research lately. Yeah. And so Smart. like, I don't. So you I actually like think pub- about things before you dive in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plenty of people don't because, do that. Because Us I included. Did it, because Us I included. Didn't, I didn't, because this is why though, because I normally don't, but I didn't, because I didn't with Bitcoin. Yeah. And I got on Kraken. I started using leverage and stuff like that. And it just, mm. Yeah. <laughs> to the dip when it went to 29,000 made 29,000 and I was messing around then and yeah, um, yeah no not losing any more bread like that all right so now you're you're actually doing a little bit of research how about that I did, well, I, did, I did take an L first yeah. we told you guys that he'd be the smartest one in the room for sure just playing I had no doubts um do you have one that you think you're gonna dive into and you get if you picked any out like I assume I mean I don't know maybe maybe you got it like that but I assume like crypto punks are probably out Spending like out. millions of dollars, yeah. Definitely don't, <laughs> definitely don't have that right now, not yet. You could do. Um, I, I'd say look at the bubblegum kids. Look at. I mean, the pandas are kind of. You're a panda guy. Yeah. The pandas are kind pandas of. Pandas cool. are probably my my animal of preference you, so far. And if you but. want to stick to sports, um, NFL's coming out with their top with their top. I'm shot. getting on that. When's the when is this supposed to be? So out? they, I don't, I don't think they've. And now they just announced the partnership a couple weeks ago. By the time you hear this, it'll have been a few weeks ago. Um, I would follow at NFL X Dapper. I'll give it to you afterwards. They'll announce everything on Twitter. Um, NBA has been running a little over a year. Just had the one year anniversary. Not too long ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how we do it. And then I'm telling you the first, the first soccer one that hits it big is going to be right, so, so big. He's a soccer guy. Oh, you're soccer. Yeah. Okay. So, like there's, there's a couple that are competing for, for dominance in the space. No. <laughs> hey, I thought she was a baseball guy, but yeah. yeah uh, that's, those are pretty much the only right, two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Baseball and, and football, soccer. obviously. Um, yeah. Has though, anyone signed up? Does Dapper have soccer? No. So rare has one. Like, there's a couple that all the leagues are are divvied up across all of them. Once they all get combined into one, like that's gonna be so big. Can you name a soccer player? Can I name a yeah. soccer player? Yeah, Messi. Uh, okay. Let's see. Damn, Messi's only kind of okay. Messi. Messi right? Hey, I mean, that's yeah. one more than I could a while bad. back. Now I, I used to play FIFA a lot, but I just stopped. Yeah, Pogba. Yeah. There so we what, go. That's a Man United guy right there. What's the uh, so? Do you live dorms? Or do you live off campus? I'm off campus. Yeah. All right. So the secondaries together. What games being played? Secondaries together. MLB the show. Really? Yeah. Okay. Or Madden, obviously, but I think yeah, a lot of us play MLB. I think Are you a Braves it. fan? Because you said you're a Hawks. I fan. love Braves game. Yeah, I love Braves game. Good time, love, to uh, Braves Atlanta, 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 Good time to be a Braves Atlanta, fan. Good time to be a Braves fan. Yeah, Atlanta United. Um, I'm a big Atlanta sports guy so besides the Falcons. <laughs> you don't like the Falcons? I mean, the, the games are horrible. Who's your NFL team? Uh, I'm majority a Saints fan, but I'm really okay. fair weather. I just kind of keep up with it. I was really, I really like Drew Brees and Reggie Bush yep. when I was little, so that was kind of like where that started. And now Drew Brees a Red Zone your games. Fan. Facts. How about know? that? That's crazy. He was out of practice one time. Really? Yeah, it was really cool. He's That's surreal. Yeah. Is he a little really fella? Cool. Is he little? Yeah. Uh, bigger than six one, six foot. That's bigger than I think. Yeah, I would have guessed a little. You think he's he little? can handle yeah. himself. I'm... <laughs> yeah. So are you are you Atlanta all together? Like, um, uh, you I mean as far as sports, sports rappers. Atlanta has a lot of really good rappers. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely definitely. All right, so we're we're mid thirties. Who are the rappers right now? Hot in Atlanta, obviously Thug, um, Young Thug. I'm sorry, I didn't want to just abbreviate. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Young Thug, um, Gunna. Uh, you got a few. I mean, obviously, you got you got the OGs like Future, Migos. You know They're the OGs like, now. I mean, no, no. Are. Do you know I mean, who Migos? the big Atlanta rappers were like when we were in college? 
I like Outkast. Maybe Ti. Ti. Ti oh, yeah, was I like the... that old. I'm tripping. Yeah. Jermaine yeah, Dupri. Yeah. That makes sense. That probably, like, probably, young, probably like Young Jock, Jeezy. Oh, yeah. oh Young Jock. Yeah. yeah. So Young Jock was Gucci like, man. he hit when I was like a senior in high school. Yeah, Gucci yeah. Man is probably. Yeah. Yeah, Atlanta does have a ton of rappers. Ying Yang yeah. Twins, aren't they, Atlanta? Uh, I don't even. You remember the Yang Twins? I don't remember that. No. <laughs> don't remember you don't have to go look them up. They were fine. They were fine. <laughs> they were, that, they, they were fine. They were made, fine. No, that's Criss Cross Twins, right? They made. Uh, jump, jump, jump around, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was a little before sorry. us, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Crisscross, I think Ying they were. Yang, I mean, no, it's old enough that Wisconsin. Check up Ying Yang Twins. Yeah. Say I I I, Salt Shaker, something else. I don't know. <laughs> Got you. They may be New Orleans though. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm so not. if you want to hear a funny story, <laughs> South Bend. Have you ever heard Party in the Park? How many years have you been in South Bend now? Two, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Party in the Park? It happens in the summer. Mm-hmm. They have um, a concert out at Fort Wins Field. So they've had like Nelly out there. They've had Snoop. Fat Joe, um, Four Winds Field, uh, South Bend where Cubs, the South yeah. Bend Cubs play. I think this it was last year. They had was, Snoop Dogg here. They had Snoop. Snoop. So they had K Camp here. Like even two weeks before ago, Snoop used to be like on that. campus all the time. Like as like five six years ago, like when his kid was coming up and recruiting, he was right. here pretty often. Um, like uh, Lil Wayne and Drake came to a game when Skyler was here playing that courtside at a women's Davis. basketball game. Yeah. Wow. Um, but they had this concert, and it was I want to say two years ago. Pitbull was a headliner. And Ying Yang twins were supposed to show up. Pitbull doesn't show up. Like Mr. Worldwide everywhere but South Bend. Didn't come here. One Ying Yang twin showed up. <laughs> it's just Ying. So yeah, Ying. the whole concert was one Ying Yang twin trying to fill three hours. It was Oh, that's it, bad. It was that sounds good for you though. Yeah. 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 yeah Pit, Pitbull was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's bad. <laughs> that's definitely South Bend. Yeah. I'm surprised Snoop Dogg came here. That's cool. Snoop was here. Uh, I, the one that was really good, Fat Joe and Nelly were the same year. Fat that was Joe, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 a cool concert. Yeah, smooth. So let's um, let's wrap up on a few more things. I wanted to ask you about your podcast. My so podcast inside the garage. What yeah. what led you to start a podcast? Um, so for those who haven't listened, uh, it's, it's a podcast with uh, me and three of my other boys on the team. Uh, Cam Hart, Kyle Hamilton, and uh, Connor Radigan. So really, really the idea for the podcast started when I when Cam came home with me to Atlanta uh, over it was our winter break. And just kind of the conversations we had. Uh, Kyron, Kyron Williams was also in the car. With just the kind of some of the conversations we had, like as far as driving down that 10-hour drive. And um, we had the conversations we had with like some of my friends from back home and stuff like that. We were like, yo, we need to start a podcast. Like, I don't know why we're, I don't know why we're, we're we're having these good conversations like that, but we need people need to hear this. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying we need to start a podcast, and then nil kicked off too, and we're like, all right, bet. So this re, we kind of sat on that idea the whole spring semester, and then um, nil kicked off this summer. So that just kind of brought it to life, and then here we are, ten episodes now. Whose garage is it? Our garage. What does that mean? Our garage. We all live together. So okay. Oh, it is. Garage. It's literally yeah, your garage. garage. Yes. <laughs> Inside the garage. <laughs> yeah. That's no, our garage. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you where, but okay. yeah, it's our okay. garage. Yeah. And it, it's a good podcast. And, and I think three or four times now, the uh, you had kind of the viral clip going on Instagram where sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. you guys are talented. It's good. Appreciate it. it and man. not, it, yeah. not yeah. only for Notre Dame fans, like anybody can listen to this. It's pretty that's, good. And that's what we kind of wanted it to be. Um, our mantra is athletes with a mouthpiece. Yeah. And we kind of wanted everyone to... Um, just kind of see that we're more than just players, you know. So yeah, that's kind of our whole little thing behind it. But of course, we're gonna go over the games and yeah. the little intricacies that you don't ever really get to hear about. Yeah, fans, you know, things like that. So I think 
people really enjoy that aspect of the podcast. So, yeah. Um, so far this season, about halfway through the season, just based on the eye test, you're on the sideline. Who's the best opposing player you've seen? The best opposing player I've seen? Um, what about, who was it? Cincinnati had that corner. That's kind of who came, he came pretty to good? mind to me at first. Um, yeah, he's very, he's yeah. very like physically blessed. So like he's, I think six three. Yeah, playing corner. So I mean, like you're six three playing corner, you damn near taller than every receiver you're about yeah. to face. So, um, or at least same height. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I feel like with the speed coupled with that, like he's he's definitely like I looking at it like everyone's like this is a first round corner. So I'm like, all right, cool. I want to see what that looks like. I mean, passed the eye test definitely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had a good game too. So pause to him, I guess. Yeah. Do you want the NCAA football game to come back? Hundred percent. That'd be so crazy. Do you think most? You think there would be any college football players that would be like, no, I don't want it to come back. No. Nah. So like, that's what. Like, oh, what's the <laughs> no hold up? What's way. the hold up? Uh, I don't know. I mean, and, is and, it and, and NILs out? Like, I really don't know what the hold up is. They should have already built it and had it ready to drop. Yeah, really. for NIL, sure. Yeah. Oh, that like announce NIL and the return of NCAA. You football. can kind of see it coming down the pipeline. They should have been ready, and they have Madden just. Do a quick swap season yeah. on some stadiums, and I you're good to go. I think you can do Madden, though. You can, like, play with a couple teams. I and, think you can, um, too. I don't even play. I sold my PS5, PS4, so. No, you sold I it. I don't even play video games. To fund the anymore. podcast. Right? Wow. <laughs> Dedication. Definitely. Had to build the table. <laughs> How much from a player's per- perspective, other than the walk, do you get to experience what game day is like in South Bend on a Saturday? Like, are you, are you aware of how crazy the tailgating scene is? How No, that's the, that's the crazy part, too. Um, no. I mean, I've never been to a tailgate, obviously, because yeah. I'm playing the game. But um, I've heard it crazy. I've heard it's. I mean, you can see it on the bus. Like you see all the tailgates. Right. People are starting all the way down there by. Um, what is the road? I'm tripping. I'm tripping right now. It's like they'll start out at Whitefield. I yeah, don't know what road yeah. it is, but they're way out there. All the way down Come. Twickenham. Like yeah. it's just a whole group of people. Depends on the pockets too. Like you'll have those fun college pockets. There's gonna be a lot of pockets of old white dudes too. Like, I mean, that's just what it's going to be. I mean, a lot <laughs> of new balance. A lot of our fan base. But yeah. I mean, um, yeah, no, you can tell, like, you can tell the people are having fun. People enjoy, you know, you can just tell how, much, how big it is the community to have home games here. Do the players enjoy the walk? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. enjoy the walk and interacting with the fans and stuff like that. And um, also, I don't, with COVID, is the walk still going on? It's going on this year. It didn't go okay. on last year. Last okay. year, we would just pull to the stadium. And, okay. Yeah, because we were definitely. Last year was a high to COVID. Yeah. So we definitely didn't want to do that. So the walk but has been back this season. Yeah. 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 It's been cool. Like your family comes and stuff. It's nice. It's nice to like remind yourself what you're, why you're doing what you're doing before the game. You know what I'm saying? Then once you walk in there, you got to lock in. Yep. So yeah. How do you feel about the leprechaun? <laughs> the leprechaun. Um, <laughs> I, I think he's kind of. I, I think. He's I think like, for, what do you want me to say? Dude? For, him to do, for him to do what he does is kind of impressive. Um, because he's walk, running around, walking on, walk, balancing on the on the side of the yeah, stadium yeah. stadium wall, um, sweating a lot. No, but I have That'd seen. So but funny. the VT game, he dropped his lucky charms in the end zone at the corner of the end zone. We talked about it on the podcast, but uh, he had dropped. I guess he had a box of lucky charms that dropped him in the corner of the end zone. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was like. This dude dropped his nuts in the end zone. No, or what? No, I don't know what you're talking about. So that's what they're calling him these no, days. We were coming out of, um, we were coming out of uh, the tunnel for the second half, and I'm like, why is there lucky charms on the ground? I'm like, what is going on? I'm thinking it's just VT. I'm thinking it's just Virginia Tech just doing crazy stuff because they was they were doing crazy stuff all game. The fans were crazy, but 
So you weren't on the team last time they went to Tech. This was your first time going to Tech? No, this is my first time, yeah. Was that is that pretty surreal? Like when Enter Sandman hits and everything? Or were you guys uh, even out there yet? I thought, no, we were. So they were playing the song as we were running out. And I thought that was crazy because um, the song would play, then they stopped the song, and people just kept singing. It was like 65,000 people just singing the song all together. It was cool. I wish Indy did something like like that. Don't you know we all? Yeah. Sure, <laughs> shipping up to Boston. Yeah, you have Dropkick Murphy's shipping up to Boston every kickoff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> cool song. Kickoff is cool. Well, I think that's a cool tradition. I just wish we had something like in the fourth. Any other road environment stand out that were you're like this is pretty cool? This year only or since you've been at Notre Dame? Georgia. Georgia. My freshman year. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think Georgia's probably one of the craziest environments. Yeah. Probably if not if not, it's definitely those two. Virginia Tech and Georgia probably. That was kind of a home you went back to Yeah. 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 A lot of my family were there, so it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Is is Athens maybe I don't Athens a- maybe is, I don't Athens. ask this question living in South Bend. Is Athens comparable to South Bend or is Athens a little more fun? Athens is country. Real country? Not real country. Eh, it's pretty country. Yeah. <laughs> is it like Mishawaka country or Elkhart country? It's it's nothing like me. It's down south country. Okay. It's a little different vibe, but yeah, it's definitely country. But then you got like the campus, and then campus is cool. Right, cool. Yeah, so. Do you have anything else? All right. We are going to hop off. We'll have a couple of videos. I'm going to get KJ a NFT. We're going to give him John you. Morant. We're going to film in on some other stuff. Um. I have one more question that you forgot to ask that I'll bring up. All right. KJ, I assume your birth name isn't KJ. How long have you gone by KJ? His thing is his fantasy oh, team this right. year, all dudes with initials. He has KJs, DJs, JJs, <laughs> yeah. MJ. DJ and Chark, <laughs> AJ Brown, AJ, uh, Dylan. DJ Moore, AJ, uh, AJ Dylan, CD Lamb. <laughs> KJ came from um, something my parents called me when I was little because um, my real name's Kale. Okay. Right, and I'm, I'm a junior, so that's where KJ came from. Um, some of my parents always called me. I don't. People didn't start calling me KJ outside of people in my house. Uh, eight or eighth or ninth grade. Okay, probably. really yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right, KJ, thanks a ton. No, I appreciate it. It was man. a good this time. Fun, yeah, appreciate it. So that was KJ. That was uh, that was a fun one. I couldn't agree more about the whole Tamagotchi thing when it comes to like that's why they're all um, named after or. Themed, I guess, after animals. It's a good theory. He's much smarter than us. That that was obvious. Yes. Yeah, we wouldn't have come up with that, but it makes a lot of sense. Let's before we plug next week, we're also going to give away the Lou Bob Slab. Let's talk about the Chicago Sports Spectacular a little bit more. Yeah, that was it. Was did you like it? I did. I, I mean, loved it. second card show. Well, third. I guess third if you if you count the one that we went to at that golf course on the side of the road. <laughs> um, it's yeah. It's it's a it's a good atmosphere. Elite people watching like. I know what you're thinking, like, oh, sports cards. Like, everyone's there. Everyone there is a nerd. And that's not exactly true. Like, there's a little bit of everyone there. There is one unnamed booth um, toward the front that was driving people nuts. Yes, definitely. They were, I think they were running live breaks and were very, There's no way they got enough hits to justify the ringing, the bells, and the screaming. Yeah. I mean, the one guy was like, at least you don't have your booth set up right next door. Yeah, that'd have been a tough break. Um, and I'm not, like, purposefully not naming them. I can't actually remember what their name was. I so. do. Yeah. Well, don't. Don't don't out them. Okay. It may have rhymed with... No, okay. <laughs> um, also, so here here's a few ideas I have for sports cars. 
sports card shows. I do love the idea with everyone gets a tag with your Instagram handle and put who you PC or who you're chasing on there. Yeah, that's a that's cool Seems like an idea. Brainer. That would be great. Both from the buyer and seller. And then on the sellers be like, you know, we have, if the sellers could like highlight their top three deals or whatever. Here's my big thing. Tell me how we solve this problem. I, I don't go in with just like, oh, I have an unlimited budget tonight. I go in with like a number of mine. This is what mm-hmm. I can spend. Yeah, of course. But like the issue is you see something early on and you're like, well, what if I see something I like more? Mm-hmm. And you got to, you, you feel like you have to do a full lap before you make that decision. I want to somehow be able to like tag a location of where I saw a card. Yes. Like maybe you could like drop, a, drop pin, a pin, but is th- I, I'm not, not sure not, that it would be that specific. That's what I'm thinking. Like it would just say, oh, it's at the convention center. But like well, I saw cards an and I'm app. like, man, I, I want to go see that. I want to go back and see that card. And I, you have no idea where it was because honestly it is a whirlwind. Yes. You, it is like stepping into the center of a hurricane. Like you have no yeah. idea where you've been, where you haven't been. It's an adrenaline pumper. It is. I like it. And I love how they separated like half cards and then like all the memorabilia was on another half. Yeah. Speaking of organization, this is my big idea for it. Cases, you know, people will come with those giant cases full of cards. We need some sort of clear organizational structure. I can't have like a Holland next to a Lou Bob next to a Michael Jordan card. Like we need some sort of clear organization that has soccer in one case or soccer and Formula One in one case and then football and then basketball or even like, I don't know. There has to be some sort of structure. I don't like when they mix up sports. When When I'm president, that will be mandatory. That'll be the number one thing I run on. And uh, actually, it was more like third, third, third. So a third of sports cards, a third was memorabilia, and then a third for the autograph section, which the, we were there Friday, but some big names were there Saturday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They were, they were scared to be there on the same day as us, worried about our shine yeah. overshadowing the guys like Peyton and, and Rodman and Tyson, all those guys. And it was, it's cool to start like seeing people you know, and, like seeing booths and such. Yeah. Um, so Andy did. Andy's guy was there. Yep. We said we didn't see him, but he was with the uh, Brothers and Cards guys, which we saw. Um, Chris Kelsey that we had on last episode yeah, was we there. Heard, nice hat. Yeah. <laughs> you were rocking his hat. He, that dude's a whole vibe. Love that, that guy. He's, he was just there vibing. Um, he said he really didn't have any anything on his agenda. He was just there to have a good time, buy some cards. What was the most expensive card you saw? Oh, I don't know. There was there was a lot. Like That, that one dude had several, like, like 250K cards. So I did. We saw 500k. Card. 500, yeah. Giannis, gold prism, rookie PSA 10, uh, numbered to 10 auto. Decent. He had 500k on it. Decent. Um, this was after Ryan said, "Buy everything you can, Giannis." Speaking of Ryan, preview next week's episode a little bit. We interviewed him at the show. Yeah, you'll hear we a little went, like back ro- background. Went over to the food on. court. Yeah, pulled up some chairs. Uh, from Garrett walked by a couple times from yeah, Louisville Sports. Definitely, <laughs> um, got got Ryan's thoughts on speaking of Garrett uh, on MJ and LeBron. So he's big LeBron guy. Big LeBron guy. I wonder what he felt about last night. LeBron oh. <laughs> viciously murdering Isaiah Stewart. Um, he gave he gave you some by lows. Um, Sean specifically Watson. to Sean Watson in baseball. Uh, yeah. Um, and he gave us some thoughts on like the emerging card markets like soccer and formula one and, um, big wrestling guy, big wrestling guy. Did Sean Watson talk on, was that afterwards or on? It all runs together. Time is flat. You know, that. just in case it's not like here was his logic. He, I mean, he's like, he said he's been doing this a long, long time. Deshaun Watson, like he didn't kill anybody. He's going to be back. Like guy talent always wins out. He's going to get another chance. And he referenced Mike Vick. He's like, his stuff was so high, and then he killed dogs, which in this country, killing dogs. It's about as low as it gets. <laughs> Can't do that. Um, 
and his stuff went to like almost nothing. Like it was dirt cheap. And then he came back with the Eagles and his stuff was more expensive than it was the first time around. We are a forgiving country sometimes. So I went to the very first booth. This dude had the one of one laundry tag origins rookie Deshaun Watson, bought it. He pulled out five or six slabs, bought all those. And then some dude just standing some next to us. Rando dude had he's like, like he's like, You buying Watsons? Yeah. And he hands me these fifteen cards. And he's like, How much would you give me for these fifteen cards? Honestly, I should have said zero, but I felt bad. So what I say, twenty five bucks, I think. I think so. Yeah, it's a little more than a buck a card. Yeah. And he he I mean, he looked pained. And he was like, Well, can I keep these two and still get the twenty five bucks? And I was like, if, <laughs> if it makes you walk away, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Um and then what? I mean, what else? Were we, you you mentioned you got the Mbappe red and blue. Yeah, prism that was that was a hot Ryan. deal. Love that one. Um, I also bought a MLS Chrome hobby that I pulled a Caden Clark auto out of. So I've hit kind of the two big guys you're chasing from that uh, that box. There's a lot of wax. I don't think I got any wax. I did get the Josh Allen National Treasures um, RPA, um, and then some other what? Sex, I got some Sextons, of got course. Some Sexton right before the. And, the news uh, kind of went heavy on Ernie Banks. Yeah. The uh, the big thing that I want to talk about was, so you had a father-son combo tag team, and you're trying to sell you some Joe Burrow <laughs> stuff. The son kind of in a traditional booth Wait, set. Were they actually a father-son? Yeah. They were? Yeah. <laughs> and had, then his, his, no his dad chased you like around the corner trying to sell you low-pop Joe Burrows. Needless to say, I'm glad that I wasn't in that situation. It, it does. I mean, it does kind of have a Chinatown feel to it in New York where they open up their jacket with the watches. Yeah. Like, what are you looking for? Also, Golden Auctions was set up yeah, there. Yeah, they had a bodyguard there that yeah, was. They must have like had a couple million dollar cards on display. Four of us Probably combined. But yeah. that dude was massive. Yeah, he was. Ken, I don't think, was in the house. Yeah. Ken, we'll catch up with you at some point. But um, yeah, I, I and we got a good leads for future interviews. Um, I think we're going to hit up Card Collector 2. Card so Collector 2. Chief come on. Ryan uh, with RBI Crew 7 said to hit him up. I guess he's out of Columbus, Ugh. which you're a Michigan man. Woof, yeah. So uh, when Michigan goes there, maybe it's a good double dip. Satan's butthole. <laughs> this will, yeah, this will <laughs> definitely help. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I think we got we got a lot of good interviews. We're going to be able to talk. Mention we saw the Louisville crew. Um, I can't wait. We I got to figure out a way next year, like work around PGU to where we can get the nationals. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, just cancel whatever camp you have for that week. <laughs> Oh, this priorities canceled is dead. Yeah. All right. We have card to give away. We do. Lou Bob. Lou Bob. PSA 10. We're going to run them through random org. Give me a number. How many? How many? How many? How many? Out of what? Uh, how many times I'll hit random? Oh, six. Congratulations. Tuscaloosa cards. Looks like uh, Jacob McWiggers. It'll be good for him, though, because Alabama likely will miss out on the playoffs. Yep. Due with to Notre Michigan, Dame sneaking yeah, in. Yeah, Michigan, Notre Dame <laughs> sneaking in. So hopefully Lou Bob will uh, take a little bit of the sting away. So we'll hit him up on Instagram, get his address, send that out. We're going to do some more giveaways. We're going to do some bigger giveaways. We might even do some wax giveaways. It gets giveaways. bigger than Lou Bob? It gets bigger than Lou Bob. That's weird. Have you heard of Colin Sexton? <laughs> but, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't pay or invest in Sexton. <laughs> Next week. Ryan Bannister, RBI Crew 7. It's, again, just another genius in the field. Yeah, very smart guy. Talking about. So check in for that next week. Um, and then after that, we have a few more. We have Moco um, up in New Buffalo. Um, Rex, we'll have him coming on, and we're going to get some more athletes in the mix, and we're going to keep this thing rolling.
Sounds good.